Hello, sweethearts. Thanks for joining me today on Love Letters 2, the podcast dedicated to wonderful and unexpected things. It is a love letter to the people, places, and events of our past, which should be celebrated. In today's episode, continuing through our last week of dynamic duos, it is a love letter to Henry VIII of England and his favorite sacrament, marriage. Good King Henry VIII goes down the aisle six times within his 38 total years of not exactly wedded bliss. Henry's own marital desires will change the course of history in so many, many ways. I am Alicia Mintz, and I invite you to join me today for this love letter to Henry VIII and matrimony. Coming to you right after a brief word from our sponsors. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Henry VIII and matrimony. Greetings, Your Majesty, and you too, Holy Sacrament of Marriage. Some people really feel you're up there in the line of Holy Sacraments, but maybe not good King Hank. If there was a social media in the 16th century, Henry VIII would permanently have his status as it's complicated. It is going to be complicated for the 38 years Henry is married. This king really, really likes to walk down the aisle. Henry, you got pretty good at the marrying part. So good that you did it six times. You really went deep in on that one to test what the bonds of fidelity truly meant to your heart and stuff, I guess. You had so many wives that even school children have a rhyme to remember your six queen bees and the order they're in. We all know it. Divorced, beheaded, died. Divorced, beheaded, survived. We will end up getting to love letters for all of your queen bees within Love Letters 2, but today, Henry, this episode is about you and, well, your preoccupation with fulfilling your own desires, whether they be carnal or to continue the Tudor dynasty. Henry, you were the second son of King Henry VII, who was the first king of the Tudor name, and admittedly your dad attained his crown with the little bit of shady, but hey, to be fair, you learn propaganda from the best of them. And going one step further in fairness, no one ever expected you to be king, Henry. It was your older brother, Arthur, that was designated for the top spot, which left you, Henry, with a 
rather nice and dreamy, idyllic childhood in the countryside, spending time with your mother, the Queen Elizabeth of York, and your sisters, Margaret and Mary. Your older brother, Arthur, Prince of Wales, was the everything son. And being a few years older than you, Arthur was the first to go down the aisle with the fair Princess Catherine of Aragon. It must have been brilliant to watch the scene from your 10-year-old self, Henry, into the court you went and danced all night. The court was enchanted with you, and you were enchanted with your new sister-in-law. Oh, Catherine of Aragon, daughter of Isabella and Ferdinand, raised your whole life to be Queen of England. You really thought you had arrived. You and your husband, Prince, were young teenagers, perfectly suited to each other, and everyone predicted happiness, bliss, and the preservation of England. But it was not to be born. For Prince Arthur dies a scant five months after your vows were taken. Henry, from your brother's death in April 1502 to the death of your father in another seven years, you watched your dear sister-in-law anguish, and you wanted to be her protector, especially when you saw exactly how shabbily your pops was treating her. It was upon the death of Henry VII, your dad, and becoming king yourself, that you would take your sister-in-law, Catherine of Aragon, as your bride. You were 18. She was 25, and although she was the widow of your brother, it was all signed off on by the Vatican, and somewhere in those negotiations, it was determined and decided that Catherine and your brother most certainly never shared a marital bed. And wowza, you two, Catherine and Henry Young, beautiful, hope has been restored to England. Things are wonderful in the early years of your marriage. Henry, you are viewed as the golden prince, and your fair, beautiful, and devoted wife is happy, delighted, in fact, to create the stage to let you manifest all of your kingly dreams. There were some troubles, though, many pregnancies and many early child deaths and miscarriages as well. At the end of it all, you leave one surviving daughter with Catherine, Princess Mary. But that's not to say, Henry, that you didn't have some illegitimate children along the way. After two decades together, Henry, your head turns from Catherine to a new lady in the court, Anne Boleyn, who will become your second queen. But not until you systematically change just about every socio-political structure in England to take Anne as your second wife. It turns out the church was not super keen on granting you a divorce. Henry, you were excommunicated by the church, and Anne Boleyn, bless her heart, was the scandal of Christendom. Henry, you banished Catherine, your beloved wife of two decades, to a cold and drafty castle to wait out the rest of her days, with her only wish still longing to see you one more time. Henry, you did get Anne Boleyn in the end, and you did have a child by her, a daughter, Princess Elizabeth, and with certainly more sons to follow, but again, your terrible luck or medical history rears its ugly head. Your quest is to have a healthy son to take over the Tudor dynasty. Your dating relationship with Anne was much longer than the actual marriage, which runs right about three years before you, Henry, slung your beautiful, brilliant, smart, and spirited wife 
into the Tower of London on trumped-up charges and had her beheaded. But such a fan of marriage you are, Henry. It's 11 days later that you are walking down the aisle with your next queen bee, Jane Seymour. Oh, sweet Jane, you darling girl. It is the most terrible of fates that Jane, after delivering the much-longed-for promised-awaited son, Prince Edward, dies. You have your beloved son, Henry, but at what cost? And you're not done yet, are you, Hank? That's only three of your marriages. That's divorced, beheaded, died. We got three more coming up. After the death of Jane Seymour, there are a few international things, as well as the sway of Thomas Cromwell, that lead you, Henry, to go on the hunt for an international bride. Your reputation as a lady killer is certainly not only around England, but Europe, too. Christina of Milan said she would be delighted to marry you if she only had two heads. What a pity. It is to Cleves that you look, and another Anne that you will turn to. Anne of Cleves, and this one could have worked out if you weren't such a jerk, Henry. Contracts were arranged, you met, and inside of a week, the marriage is occurring, and six months later, after trashing poor Anne's reputation as homely and smelly and ugly and not worthy of your majestic love, this one ends up in divorce, too. Six months, bro. You're getting worse. Up next, because it doesn't take too long for you, Henry, does it? As a 49-year-old man, I'm thinking a teenage girl probably looked downright scrumptious to you. A teenage girl who had truly been misused by everyone in her entire life. And Henry, you marry this sweet teenager, Catherine Howard, who is also the cousin of your second wife, Anne Boleyn. But alas, when Catherine begins to stray, you slung her up into the Tower of London as well. You've had some practice by now, and darling sweet 20-year-old Catherine, beheaded. This one is a year and eight months, man. Maybe you're a downright monster, Henry. Catherine Parr, three times a widow, is up next. There are no messy questions of virginity to work through, no squabbles from the Pope. You almost had her slung up in the Tower of London, too, but Catherine Parr was a wee bit cleverer than you and she is the last of our rhyme, survived. Three and a half years Catherine Parr was your queen until you passed away, Henry, in January of 1547. Your first five wives weren't that lucky, Henry, but you sure did like the wedding part, though. The commitment and being married part sure only seemed to last as long as it suited you. So here's to you, King Henry VIII in marriage. There has never been anyone quite like you to complicate the sacred institution of matrimony in England. And even more so, here's to you, six queen bees. May you all reign in our hearts and imaginations. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Love Letters 2. Until we meet again, darlings, stay in love. Thanks for listening to Love Letters 2, a Hemlock Creatives production. Feel like showing some love? to Love Letters 2, we'd love it if you tell a friend or leave us a kind review or even come and visit us on social media. You can find us at Instagram or Facebook at Love Letters 2 Podcast. You can also reach out and email us at loveletters2podcast at gmail.com or visit our website at loveletters2podcast.com. 
Until we meet again in the next episode, darlings, stay in love.